Welcome back in. Good to have you on board. The Bill Michaels Show. On this Tuesday. Matt LaFleur spoke yesterday. And before I get to the phone calls. The, uh, the gist of what he said, he said a lot of uh, the problems have been basic install and communication errors. Again, giving credit to Tampa Bay, saying they were outcoached, which, again, if you're getting outcoached every week, then why are you a head coach, you know? Uh, he said when in regards to Joe Barry and the uh, possible of uh, firing Joe Barry, he said, I thought if it was in the best solution today, I'd make that decision. When you're having basic communication problems, those need to be fixed. It was poor communication. It starts with us. Coaching wasn't up to the standard. You're talking yourself into firing the guy. Why? If coaching isn't up to the standard, and every week it's communication, every week we're being outcoached, then why are you keeping this guy? You just you must have nobody on the staff that is capable of taking over. And if that's the case... Shame on you for not having another guy. Then you can clearly tell why you have so many problems. If your coaching staff is not capable of coaching. Um, so the question then becomes, why retain Joe if it's not getting through to the players? And then he goes on to talk about some of the third and four and some of the third and short uh, where there was soft zone and free completions, as he put it. Hopefully we can learn from that. Really? We've been talking about this for over a year. You, you, again, talking yourself into a corner where I'm looking at you going, then why are you, be, why are you even around? I, I really, don't you have to, like, question his judgment for keeping Joe Barry? Don't you have to look at Matt LaFleur and go, we've been talking about this for a year, dude. It's no longer a Joe Barry issue. This is a Matt LaFleur issue. Now, most feel Matt LaFleur is not on the hot seat, right? But at what point do you look at Matt and go, we all have seen this. You're the only one that either doesn't or doesn't care. And then he said, watching the film last night, as dumbfounded as you are right now, that's how I felt watching it. Wow. And I appreciate the honesty. I really do. Um, he said, communication fixes are the number one thing. You have to have all 11 guys on the same page. It was a handful of critical plays that were all communication issues. Then he talks about tighter coverage into the scheme of the defense. They had 14 explosive plays, far too many, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> I, it, it, now it's it's kind of garbage, for lack of a better term. It really kind of is. And then today, in case you didn't know, for, uh, for those that uh, might be just tuning in for the first time, Devondre Campbell tweeted this out a little while ago. Not going out of my way anymore, and I'm not playing through injuries anymore, because when the blank goes wrong, they always use it against you. I'm treating everyone accordingly and giving them the same energy they giving me. Focus on yourself and your mental 59, you owe it to yourself. In other words, 
And, and and I'm not blaming Devondre Campbell for not being able to cover Godwin because that's a that's a terrible scheme matchup. I get the feeling, much like Pete Doherty had to say in the first hour, that he's talking about people inside that locker room. And that, uh, along with what Rasul Douglas kind of winked, nod, and whispered, is starting to tell you what the locker room is starting to feel like. Mike Clemens told us the other day that it was Devondre Campbell that couldn't even raise his arms above his head before the Thanksgiving game, right? Right. I just wanted to make sure I remember that. So he's been banged up. He's probably been playing this way for a while, and he's probably sick of people complaining that he's playing like crap when he feels like he's doing everyone a service just by being out there. Right. And when he says they use it against you, I can only assume that this is the, quote, communication issue that everybody's talking about over and over again. And that he's like, wait a minute, dude, I'm just out here trying to play and trying to gut it out. And I'm banged up and you're putting me on Godwin. And then you want to turn around and and complain to me about communication and problem issues. Uh, Again, it sounds to me like things are starting to kind of break apart. And if that's the case, I don't, I don't, I don't, no longer do I look at just Joe Barry. I look at the head coach. If you're starting to lose a locker room and the locker room's tweeting this stuff out saying, I'm not playing my way through injuries anymore. I'm not going to do it. Not doing it for you, dude. Now you've got problems. Now you've got problems. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. They're open. Let's go to Jim listening to us in Manitowoc. Jim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Oh, we're staying warm. So that's what we're trying to do. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, this thing with Devondre Campbell, I'm not going to talk about the coaching thing because, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what to think. Uh, I think you kind of, you know, there's so many cliches you can throw out there. It's like, you know, find Fireberry, but who are you going to replace him with and, and that type of stuff. But what I'm wondering about is, is these players. And, okay, yeah, we've had a lot of injuries. And uh, what about player accountability? Um, they're a leader in the locker room right now who can – uh, tell Devondre Campbell to, to shut his mouth and, and just play. Um, you know, Nixon, Nixon got just plain old burned there in, uh, in New York. Um, you know, where his, where is his accountability? I mean, he just, you know, they made the, the uh, Giants receivers look like a bunch of all-stars and they're just run-of-the-mill guys. So I don't know, uh, you can blame it all on Barry, but these players still got to play. They just got to, Somebody's got to take the lead in that locker room and just tell these guys to shut up and just play. Well, I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. I, I get it because that's what you're paid to do. But if they're being put in bad positions and they know it, and then you get criticized behind closed doors for it, and you know, you know, the, the best way I can explain it would be this. Suppose you have a manufacturing job. Okay, and you are on the line and you are you are the best widget maker out there. Right. And you're making the widgets. Right. And everybody down the line is doing their job. And somebody comes in and says, no, we're not going to do it this way. You're going to be the guy that cuts the widgets from the beginning. And you're going to work on the CNC machine and cuts the widgets. And this guy's going to make the widgets and put them all together who's not really good at doing that. He's not great with his hands, but that's because that's the way I feel it would be utilized best because you're the knowledgeable guy. And all of a sudden production slows down and then they're going to look at the guy that they put in there to make the widgets and they're blaming him when he's like, dude, this is not my specialty. Why are you yelling at me? I can't make the widgets the way that guy can. But they keep saying, well, you've got to. And then you keep trying and, you know, your fingers are aching and, 
you, you're like, I just don't, I can't do this very well. This is not my forte right here. And, but, you know, but what are you supposed to do? Just shut up and, and know that you're getting criticized for something that you know is not your fault. But because the guy above you is the guy putting together the game plan, so to speak, he's going to take the credit for the, the wins and the losses. But when it comes to the losses, he's blaming the guys on the floor when you know the decision that he made is a bad decision. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I think things are at, defensively speaking, for this team. They can just shut up, absolutely. you got to go out and do your job. But the guys in the locker room know when things aren't working. And this whole thing about communication, to me, communication is in OTAs, mini camps, training camp, and the first couple of games. Then you get it down. Now, everybody's going to throw wrinkles at you, so you got to communicate. But then you get it down. Then you get into a rhythm. Every week to talk about communication, to me, that means it's falling on deaf ears. They're, like, tuning you out, like, dude, just shut up. You don't know what you're doing, just shut up. We'll, we'll go out and play, and we'll talk to each other best we can. To me, that's when you start to – that's when you're losing a locker room. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, how you doing today, man? Hey, Bill. Um, look, I, I listened to Pete Doherty, and um, he, he said, I think, something about Murphy and Goody understanding the position that LaFleur was put in this year, right? And I, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty close to what he said. So Campbell can't complain then because he's being put in the same – or he can complain because he's being put in the same position. I mean, this is nuts. You know, Bill, you were like a detective before. You broke everything down of why LaFleur shouldn't really be there. And last – like I said, in the past – let's go to the past. He had all the parts to make the engine go to the Super Bowl. And he failed every single time. Last year in the Lion game, they needed that game to make the playoff. He couldn't motivate his team enough to beat that team. Okay? This year, all the big games after the Kansas City. Now, look, we could see Kansas City and Detroit weren't playing up to their level. Okay, fine. But the Packers did beat them. Whatever kind of analogy you want to bring with that. So then you go to the Giant game. Look at all the mistakes that were made. What makes anybody think that this guy can bring this team to the next level? If he couldn't bring a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame receiver, all the other good players they had, what? I sound like a broken record, but I keep saying this because I don't understand why this guy is looked at like the second coming. I don't understand it. And like he said, he's protecting people that are, are, are he's like he that can't be protected right Barry is, is someone who you couldn't even stick up for period so and now they're doing what Notre Dame did two years ago under Kelly they're holding up signs on the sidelines they look like a bunch of buffoons and then he right. says other teams do it I haven't noticed it have you noticed anybody next to Tomlin on Pittsburgh holding up signs could you imagine I Could don't. You imagine? I don't see it hardly at all. And, and I mean, is there another team? I'm sure there's one, maybe two, but no, that's college, man. It's like, come on, dude. I mean, it, it, 
if you got to hold up signs to communicate, it, that means your guy, your defensive coordinator, doesn't have the ability to communicate. I mean, you, you know, you, you you were looking at it last week, and most people called up and they said wanted Barry gone. Okay, fine. That's true. I want him gone. But also, what makes people think that LaFleur should be the head coach of this team? Why? I said, I, 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 and Gerard, I appreciate the phone call. I said oh, at the beginning of the season, I thought Matt LaFleur should keep his job. He's been working with Jordan Love. You keep the same system. You don't change it up. You don't stifle the growth. Keep his job. I said, if he's going to keep Joe Barry, that could be the boat anchor that takes you down. And after listening to that press conference yesterday and listening to what he had to say on Sunday when he said, I'm trying to find solutions. But yet he keeps talking about communication and being outcoached. I mean, come on. You're, you're speaking your own truth. You're getting outcoached. And people know it. And they're killing you. And the same thing. You talk about, well, there was two or three, you know, third and shorts, third and four, and, you know, we're playing too far off the ball, not tight enough coverage, and they're picking up first downs and moving the stick. It's the same thing we talked about last year. Why are you playing 10 yards off the ball when they only need a three, third and four? I, it, I, 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 to make excuses for ineptitude makes you inept. Unless you've got another master plan ready to go, it makes you inept. And I think, you know, what Pete Doherty said and what Tom Oates had put out there that, look, if you don't have anybody else on this staff that is capable of calling defensive plays, then you have done a dramatic disservice to yourself, to the franchise, to the staff, and to the players. I, I And that's where I think, do I think Matt LaFleur is going to lose his job? No. Not unless things just go horrifically wrong. I mean, if he sticks with Barry and you see them lose this week because of the same thing, man, then how do you not make a move? Because at that point, the season's done. You're done. You're not going to get to the, the nine-win plateau, and your season's over anyway. So just get rid of them. But to me, if you're going to go down, then you deserve to lose your job as well. You can't keep making excuses for ineptitude. Yes, Grant? Oh, well, I just want to jump in. You keep saying making excuses, and I don't want to correct you, but I want to make sure that we're intentional here. I don't think Matt LaFleur is making excuses. He's just saying that Joe Barry is bad and the defense is bad. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, they're not communicating. No, they can't line up that way. They're... He's just calling out the reasons right. that the defense is bad. So, Matt, if you can see it, and again, I, I jumped in earlier and said right. this. Do you, no, hear what you're, do you hear what you're saying? Like, right. listen to what you're saying in your own press conference. You're giving yourself the answers to the test, and then you're ignoring them, Matt. That, well, that's kind of the excuses. Well, if I felt it was in the best in- well, what what's not in the best interest? At sure. this point, you got to take a shot. Gotcha. You know, to me is... You know, again, I go back to what Philadelphia did. Things weren't getting done. They made a change. They sent a message to everybody to say, we're not going to accept this. We've got to get better. Matt LaFleur is accepting it. Now you've got a guy like Devondre Campbell speaking out. And what really kills me is some people are like, you're a baby. You're a baby. No, this guy's calling out bad coaching. He's like, look, I'm out there playing through injuries. Think about it for a minute. You're doing everything you can to come back. You know you're not 100%. He had a high ankle sprain at the beginning of the season. He's had other issues throughout the season. And now he's like, look, I'm out here giving it everything I have. I'm putting my body on the line. And they're putting me in a position not even to succeed. 
and then blaming me for it. I get it. I'd be frustrated too. To me, I go back before Rasul Douglas got got jettisoned and say you started to see some of the cracks in the locker room, specifically from the defensive side of the football, obviously. And now you're starting to really hear it. Now Devondre Campbell is another veteran that's speaking up and saying, look, I'm not putting my body on the line anymore for this. Not meeting the guys. That's not He's not meeting the guys. I can't imagine he's talking about the guys alongside him because everybody's playing through something. But I'm not going to put my body on the line and then turn around and be blamed by this guy for communication issues? I'm on, I'm on Godwin, for God's sake. I have no business being on Godwin, for God's sake. And this guy wants to blame everybody else and talk about communication? So I get where he's coming from. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. He's not talking about the fans. I don't believe so. Because every any intelligent fan would know he is not supposed to be the guy that's guarding Chris Godwin. Any intelligent fan. Now, just the uh, the ne'er-do-wells and the finger pointers, uh, they're idiots. And if you're doing that, you don't know. 877-867-1670, Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Smoking hot deals just keep coming with quick hot savings from Quick Trip. And right now we're cooling off with $2.99 a gallon Nature's Touch Milk. All one gallon, 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch Milk, just $2.99. Hey, looking to make that perfect movie night milkshake? Or how about making those morning waffles extra fluffy? Our fresh, straight-from-our-dairy Nature's Touch Milk is on sale and ready for your fridge. Quick hot savings from Quick Trip. Yeah, we're here to save you some moolah. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. <laughs> Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show room for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. It's long, but I want to I want to read Dennis's email real quick. It's and it's long, and I want to kind of paraphrase some areas. But how do the Packers get to this point where they have totally incompetent defensive coordinator who embarrasses the team and the organization and is not held accountable? To where the head coach, who's allowed incompetent defensive coordinator to keep his job, also is not held accountable? Okay, those two statements because he's going to come to Murphy. It's Murphy's fault. Look back at the last time the organization. 
was at its best. Bob Harlan. Do you know what Bob Harlan did, Dennis? Because you're 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 so foolish by what you're about to say. Bob Harlan's motto was hire football people and get your hands off the organization. Hire football people. Hire your football people. Hire you know sign off on your coach and then get away from get away from it. But Bob Harlan's a god because it worked. Bob Harlan's advice to Mark Murphy was hire football people and then walk away. Go worry about the business of football. Now you want Murphy to step in and start firing people. You can't have it both ways. You can't. He said a man who immensely loved the Packers and the fans and the community. You think Murphy doesn't? Murphy's just going through tumultuous times. You don't know the man. I guarantee you probably talked to him once maybe in passing to say, hey, Mark, whatever. But you listen to him. His, his job is the business of football, period. It's to make money for the Green Bay Packers and keep the organization viable to keep it in Green Bay so we never, ever, ever have to go through some kind of a tax revenue thing again where you have to really genuinely worry about losing the Green Bay Packers. It didn't start to go downhill when Bob Harlan retired as president. You know why? Because they won a championship after that. And because they didn't choose the guy you wanted, you hate Mark Murphy. Okay, and I'm really tired of your emails and I'm tired of your commentary. But the whole thing about Mark, you're going to fire everybody right now? Is that what you want to do? Just fire everybody. Get rid of everybody. Get rid of the incompetence. Fire everybody. Versace is the, the new interim coach and then make somebody else a defensive coordinator. Fire everybody. Get rid of them. So then you say the hands-off approach, lack of commitment to winning, What do you mean lack of commitment to winning? What is the lack of commitment to winning? What is the lack of commitment to winning? Tell me what that means. Tell me what it means. Call the program. Have some balls. Call the program and tell me what lack of commitment to winning means. It's not like anybody's thrilled with this. They're not walking around going, this is great. We fooled the fans. They're still paying the money. They don't do that. They want to win. Everybody up there wants to win. They all want to win. Every organization has bad decisions. Every organization has good decisions. Uh, There's just some organizations that are run better than others. This organization, short of Super Bowls, has had more success than just about any other organization in the National Football League over the last couple of decades. So they've done something right. But because they haven't won the Super Bowls, you're pissed off and you hate everybody. It doesn't work that way. I agree with you. I think there were times when Ted should have gone all in. Ted didn't. Mark Murphy took Bob Harlan's advice and went a little far with it and went hands-off when Ted started to segregate himself from everybody and started to get down in the bunker, okay? Ted should have been relieved of his duties at least a year or two earlier than he was. We all know that. We all admit that. But this organization, thank God to a lot of, a lot of extent, moves like an iceberg. They're not knee-jerk. They don't come running downstairs and start firing people. You don't have a general manager and a, and a president doing their own radio shows and contradicting the head coaches. It's a really stable, straightforward organization. Do they act like Red China? Hell yeah. They are so full of themselves, it ain't funny. They're, they're on a pedestal in the state of Wisconsin, and they put themselves there. We put them there, but they put themselves even higher. I get that. But the business of football and football on the field are two different things. They go hand in hand, I agree. But there's, there's, you want to make sure that the team is viable. Period, end of story. And when you talk about Rodgers and not winning enough, 
uh, <clears throat> excuse me, not winning enough uh, on the field in Super Bowls. Look, it was it wasn't Murphy's fault. He didn't tell uh, Montgomery to go down. Julius Peppers did. He didn't pull Clay Matthews off the field. He didn't make Micah Hyde not know where he was supposed to be on a two-point conversion. He didn't yell at Bostic to catch that football instead of allowing Jordy Nelson to get it. Otherwise, they would have been to another one. There were so many things that went wrong in 2014, it wasn't funny. And oh, by the way, they had no business being in some of those other NFC Championship games. Shouldn't have been in the one down in Atlanta. They weren't that good of a team. They didn't fortify the defense well enough at that point. Have they made bad decisions? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's been a lot of busts. We've witnessed it all. And there's been holes to fill. And the decision had to be made. Do you pay the quarterback in a quarterback-driven league? Or do you not let him go, start over, and then who knows how long it's going to be before you get another quarterback that can really fortify the organization and still do it on a rookie contract so you can fill it in with everybody else's contracts? You, you, you had a decision to make. So they decided to go for it with Aaron Rodgers. Who knew that Rodgers would become what Rodgers is? The nutbag prima donna. Who knew? Then they spent an entire two years, almost three years, kissing Rodgers' ass to the point that they did it and ended up letting Devontae Adams go because he got tired of waiting for a contract. But they couldn't do anything because they were being held hostage by the $50 million a year man. I mean, these are facts. But you want to blame Murphy for everything. You can't do that. There's enough blame to go around. And right now, the blame is squarely on the coaching staff, period. And you don't just start firing people while you're still sitting here with three games left and the possibility to get your young, inexperienced quarterback some postseason opportunities. Would I make a change as defensive coordinator? Yes. Would I fire the head coach right now? No. It's dumb. Because he's also your play caller. So everything you want to rant about in your long, dumbass emails and all the stuff that you do, it's like quit blaming Mark Murphy for everything. You just get tired of it. Look at the reality of what things are. And oh, by the way, stuff that you say is like you have no proof of. They don't care about winning. They just care about the money. They care about the money. There's a business to it. Absolutely. Players care about the money, don't they? They don't sit down and go, you know what? I don't care about the money. Just sign me to whatever you want. Players care about the money. Coaches care about the money. Hell, you care about the money. Look what we spend on jerseys and pencils and everything else with the G on it. Everybody cares about the money. It's a bad spot that this defense is in right now. It's a bad spot because Matt LaFleur put them there. And oh, by the way, nobody complained about Matt LaFleur when he turned the franchise around after taking it over only a year after Mike McCarthy was jettisoned. They pick up Matt LaFleur and they go 13-3. and he was, that's, the re, that's the reason he has a job right now. Because he took a franchise that looked as if it was just starting to circle the dumpster. And all of a sudden, brought in new fresh ideas, a new breath of fresh air, and they ended up going to an NFC Championship game in, in San Francisco. But the defense sucked. The defense was bad at that point. And the first two years of Brian Gutekind's drafting was bad. It was bad. Call it what it is. That was two bad years. That set this franchise back. You get two more years of what he just did? And this franchise is going to be printing money because they're going to be successful. I think there's quite a few pieces of talent they just picked up. But it takes time, and it doesn't happen overnight. And we're looking at things going, nobody's thinking they're going to win a Super Bowl this year. Nobody nobody was. But if you have an opportunity to get to the postseason, and instead of your obstinance because you want to hang on to a boat anchor like Joe Barry, should Mark Murphy come down now and say to, say to Matt LaFleur, 
get rid of this guy? Maybe. But I think at the end of the season, they're all going to have a conversation saying, you hung on to that guy. You brought him back. You're now on the hot seat. Joe Barry's gone. We all know that. But you're now on the hot seat. And also, you don't start firing people just to fire people because it's a bad look outside. It makes other assistants, offensive, defensive coordinators, it makes them hesitate a little bit. Do I want to go there where they're just starting to fire people after they got rid of the Hall of Fame quarterback? Or do I want to go here where it's more stable and they're building something or maybe it's better, a better job, a better gig, uh, a better quarterback, a better, better situation? You don't want to become that franchise. So they move like an iceberg. But blaming Mark Murphy for everything is not going to win you any friends, and it doesn't make you look smart. Let me just say that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. In the heart of downtown Milwaukee, there's an all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel where there's a table waiting for you at 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games or 3,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and more. Are you ready to spark something new? Light up your senses at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. Explore more at PaysBig.com. Welcome back. Good to have you. Phil Michael show. We uh, continue on. If you're looking for a weekend getaway, now I know there's not a ton of snow up north right now. It has been cooler, and they've actually made a little bit, but uh, they still have the UTV, the ATV trails open, the snowmobile trails will be open eventually, and uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort, just a great escape. They've got uh, different wine dinners coming up, and... uh, They've just all kinds of cool things. They've got a New Year's Eve party. They've got a Roaring Twenties Al Capone's birthday party coming up in January. So many different really neat events. And you can dress in time period pieces uh, for the Al Capone thing, which a lot of people do now. It's really fun. Uh, But give Barb a call, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. Give our girl Barb a call and uh, let her know you heard it here. You get 15% off your stay. So give them a shout. That's a Four Seasons Island Resort and also Pine Mountain Resort, uh, the Timberstone uh, Ski and Golf Resort area. So uh, both places, fun places to go and tell them we sent you. 877-867-1670. Phone lines are now jammed. I want to get back to the phone lines. I want to get back to the phone lines because uh, we got, uh, you know, we got people all over the place. So let's get uh, let's get first and foremost, let's go to uh, Mark listening to us in Janesville. Mark, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Hey, listen, that news conference that uh, LaFleur had, he, he just indicted himself. Uh, communication issues in week 16, that's 101. That's, that's class 101. Now, everyone, everyone knows you don't put a, uh, a linebacker on a receiver. Do they not have personnel to, to change? Why is um, – uh, the defensive coordinator up in the up in the uh, booth. He should be down in the field. If he sees someone lined up incorrectly, call a timeout. You know, don't let the play go on. Um, 
And Smith, when's the last – why do you have Smith lining up in coverage? When was the last time you seen number 91 make a play in coverage? What sense does that make? It, it makes no sense at all. There's no accountability. This thing happened last year. The same issues happened, and there's no one's held accountable. Everything, right. you know, it's the floor now. It's on the floor because he could have got rid of this guy last year. He hung on to him, and now everyone's suffering. No, I would agree. Appreciate the phone call. Um, uh, let me let me kind of address a few things. First of all, sometimes you are going to have an outside linebacker or a middle linebacker lined up on a, on a wideout. Sometimes. It happens. I'm not saying it never happens, but it doesn't happen over and over and over again. You don't keep doing the same thing thinking you're going to get a different result. Okay, that's first and foremost. Joe Barry used to be on the field, and then they moved him up to the booth to give him more of a bird's-eye view, which actually up top you can see the, 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 line, you know, the lineup better. So, which is even more mind-boggling because he should be able to see this, what it is they're running. So, because we can't. I mean, they, the coaches sit on the same floor we do. We're all the way at the top of the stadium. You get It's kind of like watching the All-22. You can see what it is they're doing. We see it, and he only sits about two booths down from us in the press box. So, I know he sees it. So, he was on the field. And now he's up in the box, so it, it hasn't mattered. You know what I mean? It, it, it's It's been the same thing, the same excuses, the same problems, the same communication issues. Didn't matter if he was downstairs or upstairs. And as far as calling a timeout goes, you don't call a timeout every time you get somebody lined up in a, in a situation because otherwise you're just burning timeouts. You're trying to hang on to your timeouts for, that, for the offense just in case. But I do agree if you see something that's completely egregious, you need – you need to call a timeout and talk about it, you know. But I, I think at this point, and I understand what you're doing. You're trying to just say, hey, here's some solutions or here's some maybe things that might help correct the problem. But the problem is the problem. The problem is if you're going to tell us it's communication at this point in the season, guys, are, guys have stopped listening. That's my opinion. Guys have basically stopped listening. Uh, let's go to Joe listening to us in De Pere. Joe, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Yeah, a couple things. First is, I agree with, uh, there was a gentleman called, I think, two callers ago. I agreed with everything he was saying, that Matt LaFleur hasn't uh, won the you know, big game. He's, he hasn't right. been proven to be a winner in games that we need. But then I want to touch on Devondre Campbell. I think you have a misread on that. I think that he's talking about the criticism he get, he's getting there's a show uh, based out of Milwaukee that comes on year, uh, after years on a different network, and they were kind of talking about him. I know fans have been talking about him. I mean, he does not look like the same player they had. So I think he's getting frustrated that he's getting called out. And if he's injured, then he should let McDuff or they should let McDuffie play because C- Campbell looks terrible out there. He looks like a board. He can't do anything. He does not look like a player who should be making $10 million a year. And if he's going to be complaining that fans are complaining, then that's him, like another person said, basically crying. He wouldn't be this rich $50 million contract without the Packers picking him up and giving him the opportunity. Right. And whether if, when you're getting paid this amount of money, if you want to pay me $10 million and have people complain about me, go ahead all you want. I could care less. But in my opinion, that's what he's doing because there was an article. I read a bunch of articles, and he was one of the people who they said – 
you know, was one of the bottom feeders in the Packers this week. And then I know there was another radio show who listed him and called him out directly. And I know fans have. So I think that's what he's talking about, in my opinion, from when I hear that statement. And then that means he's not going to talk to the media. He's not going to be, uh, you know, he's not going to be cordial. And I think that's where we're going with this. Tell me this, though, okay, for anybody that calls him out, why would you call a guy out that you know has been dealing with a high ankle sprain pretty much all season long and has no business lining up on a wide receiver? Why would you call him out and not Joe Barry? Well, they both should be called out. This should be on the organization and on him. If he knows he can't do this, he should be telling the coaches, not pride but he wasn't very good last year. So we can say it's injuries, but he hasn't played very good since he got the big contract. He's yeah. not a difference maker. Watch how he tackles. He does not do one thing very well. And so what do you get for it? Nothing. We need linebackers who are going to hit people, and we don't have that right now. If you watch Campbell tackle, it's all about taking. Maybe that's because he's injured, but he does not stick his head in there anymore. So okay. we, we're paid somebody money for nothing. Okay, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Look, look, I would agree. Devondre Campbell has not been himself. That, that I'll 100% agree with. But – I think you'd be remiss if you're calling out Devondre Campbell. Um, let's see here. Devondre Campbell, his contract remaining, um, like next year, next year his uh, cap hit is going to be $10.7 million, but if you cut him loose, you owe him eleven point six. So you know he's going to be with the team next year as well. You could probably get out of that deal and save yourself uh, a million in 20 after the 2024 season going into 2025 you'd save yourself almost a million bucks if you cut him loose at that point and got rid of Devondre Campbell but uh, again I I think it's just the fact that you're putting him in the wrong place at the wrong time you're not using him right uh we'll get to L in Philadelphia when we come back stay tuned more of the Bill Michael this is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network Oh, I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12 months ago, I had uh, my car was hit, and I started looking around because I really, that's the one thing I don't have here. I didn't have uh, many friends or connections in collision repair, 
And uh, I took some, you know, suggestions, and I got hooked up uh, through a friend with a company called One Collision on County Line Road in Menominee Falls. And uh, I went there. And my God, they were beyond belief. I mean, and it's funny because I used to work in the business years and years and years ago for a brief period of time, like in between radio gigs. I did some, uh, I did some body stuff and estimating and repairing, and uh, I worked for uh, some insurance companies. And, uh, and so I got to really kind of know what to look for. And not only do they check all the boxes, but they involve you in the process. Uh, one collision County line in Menominee Falls. This time of year, we all know that uh, there's been more than a few people that we know that have hit deer. Uh, we know that the ice and snow is coming at some point. And, or, you know, just if you got hail damage or what have you. But uh, when you're looking for a quality place to go, somebody that's honest and lets you know every step of the way what's happening, that is one collision county line in Menominee Falls. They they did a great job. If you're watching on the live stream, that's my car. The whole uh, passenger side, rear quarter panel and, and bumper and everything was just smashed in. Everything, including the wheel. And it's perfect. Perfect. And they got rid of all the dents, all the scratches, all the way down the door. Everything. Perfect. And I couldn't recommend them enough if I had to. And that and I they weren't an advertiser prior to this. I went to them and said, Hey, you guys did an incredible job. Let me promote what you did for me and uh and how you performed on my vehicle. I mean, it's just great. So one collision county line, Menominee Falls, call them two six two two five one seventeen hundred. Yeah, I hope you never need them. But if you do, 262-251-1700, 262-251-1700, ask for Jim. Great guy. Great guy over there. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy L listening to us in Philadelphia. L, what's going on today, man? How you looking? Man, I'm so glad that these fans aren't our GMs and our uh, head coaches and so on and so forth because we wouldn't. it would be a disarray with our franchise, right? man. We would, I'd agree with you. We'd have had like five different head coaches. Over the past five years, we had listened to these dudes. <laughs> right. First, first of all, first of all, you're 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 spot on about, um, you know, with Joe Barry and him needing to go. Um, I think we we talked the other day about it. Now you got Devondre Campbell, who was a leader on your defense, who was responsible for calling out the plays in your defense, and he's sounding out about not wanting to play hurt and how he's been basically put in the wrong position and it got him looking bad. Now the other caller just called and said, "Yeah, you make ten million dollars. You shouldn't be able to take criti- you should be able to take criticism. That's bull. At the end of the day, you're a professional, and you want to be the best at your craft, and you want to put out the best product that you can put out. And you can't do that when your when your head coach got you sticking a all pro slot receiver when you know darn well that you can't cover that. That's that's not humanly possible. So right. when you do that, you can't blame you can't blame nobody but the head coach." Because the head coach is supposed – I'm not the head coach, I'm sorry, the defensive coordinator. Because he's responsible right. for putting his best players in the right position. You're not going to have Preston Smith playing safety. You're not going to have, uh, let's say, uh, Rudy Ford playing defensive tackle. Because they can't do that. That's why right. they have different positions on the field. That's why they're placed where they are. So, Devondre Campbell just pretty much put the nail in the coffin as to why Joe Barry needs to be gone. And he won't be retained at the end of the year. I feel like it should have been yesterday when he should have been cut, but that's just me. But Matt LaFleur is pretty much indicted himself by the stuff that he says in his press conferences, and he's going down with the ship. And like you said earlier, if he wants to be that anchor, use him as the anchor that's bringing the same help him sink, then that's what's going to end up happening. It's unfortunate. I wish I had a loyal friend like that that would put the detriment of my career on the line just to have me there and, and I'll go out with him and go out on the sword. It's just crazy. But – 
Right. It's just sad because I really feel like we should keep LaFleur. I actually like LaFleur, but and I really feel like you got a bad shape with Aaron Rodgers. People want to ignore the fact that Aaron Rodgers was the diva that what he was. And the thing is, is that Matt LaFleur, being the, not having the experience of being the head coach, he had to pretty much you know, ride the ship with him and make things work with this prima donna dude. And he did the best that he could with this guy. Now you got this guy going over with the Jets doing everything he's supposed to do as a Packer, but didn't do it there. And then look what karma has that happening. He hurts himself yeah. the first game of the season. So yeah. I just say all that to say that the bottom line is that I'm glad that we don't make knee-jerk decisions off of, uh, you know, just off of motion. And you really think things out and you look at the long run. I, I don't have a problem with uh, Mark Murphy. I don't have a problem with Brian Gutekunst. I don't have a problem with LaFleur to a certain degree with this whole um, Joe Barry thing because now you're about to lose your locker room. Now I understand why Jair says is out. Jair probably saw this months ago and just was like, listen, I'm not putting my body on the line. I make this amount of money. I know I'm guaranteed for it. I can't play for this dude. I'm a, right. I'm a, 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 a tight, I'm a, I'm a man to man tight coverage cornerback. That's how I made my money. That's how I made my bread, and that's how I pay, paid my path in the NFL. You got me playing ten yards off receivers, playing these complicated dumb behind zones that don't work. Then you got on top of that, you say you have communication problems. We holding up cards, flash cards, like with the door Oregon Ducks out here or something. This is ridiculous, yep. man. Nope, I agree. L, I got to cut you loose. We're at the top of the hour, man. Everything you said, I think, is spot on. Appreciate it, man. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay right where you're at. We got a whole lot more coming up right after this.